yo, yo, and hello and welcome to Game Speak Podcast. New episodes go for free feed subscribers every Wednesday in audio format on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and all of your favorite podcast platforms, as well, in video, as, well as in video format on YouTube so you can see us in stunning HD, where we need you to hit subscribe and click that notification bell. We are streaming live every Monday at 7.50 p.m. CST on twitch.tv slash Podcast, facebook.com slash group slash Podcast, and on youtube.com if you want to catch the show as it happens before anyone else. Be sure to go ahead and join our ever-growing community in the GameSpeak Podcast Discord at dsc.gg slash Podcast to hang and talk games, battle and catch Pokemon, get show updates, find friends to play games with, and so much more. This show is three BFFs bringing you the hottest video game news of the week. I'm one of your hosts, Jamal Al-Jafra, alongside Brent Bash. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Devin uh, is sick again. Devin is our dying co-host. Like yeah. resident he, sick person. Yeah, it's all right, though. You know, like he, he's he's a hardworking boy. You know what I'm saying? It'd be so, like that sometimes, you know? Really Especially did. when you subject yourself to the wilderness as much as Devin does. You know, you'd be sleeping outside at Renfest. Sometimes you just be getting sick. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean? Especially in Renaissance times, dude. Yeah. You know, they just fucking, they had rat shit everywhere. <laughs> that's just part of the experience yeah they just like let a bunch of rats go at the, at the renaissance fair it's not bubonic plaguey enough in here <laughs> but yeah um what's been up dude what you've been up to chillaxing man you know just working 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 and thanksgiving giving thanks oh yeah dude you know? lots of thanks were given yeah did you how did your thanksgiving did you do anything crazy Nothing crazy. I went, we went to uh, the girlfriend's family as uh, a uh, uh, little Thanksgiving. Um, I think w- my family is going to try and do something this week. Ah, cool. But uh, yeah, it was good food. Um, shout out to Aaron Jones with the the food though. Oh, was he chefing it up? Yeah, he uh, he's always got some good stuff. He's always cooking it up, and so yeah, it was really good. My girlfriend's brother is like a freaking master chef dude he cooked some really dope shit he did the turkey with the cheesecloth and everything like oh, everybody's doing this year. it was fucking good dude mm. it was so good i love thanksgiving food dude me too I'm, man I'm, i wish we could eat stuffing like on all the time more often yeah like yeah. why is that only a holidays thing that know? should be like a side like when you go to sonic yeah. it's like you just or want a hamburger like and Popeyes some stuffing or something dude. like anywhere you can get like chicken or like poultry you know what i mean oh, yeah. like that would be good as hell with it that would know? be good how I come did... there's no turkey places like you can't just, like you could go yeah. to all these chicken places but there's no like turkey, turkey. places yeah. yeah kentucky fried turkeys dude or... actually we could Shit. dude we might have just start something yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> let's go get some fried turkey everybody be all about that oh dude. shit imagine dude. getting a bucket with like four fried tur- like big ass turkey, turkey legs, legs. Like, yeah it'd probably like... be expensive as fuck that's probably why like the turkey itself is probably more expensive like you know what yeah. i'm saying like a turkey leg isn't the same price as like going and getting like you know a bucket of chicken Popeyes legs. actually will sell you turkeys like legs or the turkey? No, like the whole turkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won't sell you like cooked. Turkeys, See, I want but... cooked turkeys. Actually, they might cook them. I don't know, but no, they cook them. But like you know, it's for Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's like a or like Christmas. It and still stuff doesn't like that. excuse the lack of stuffing everywhere. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean, like that should just That's be what I'm a, like okay. I want to be able to get a rotisserie chicken from the store and then get some stuffing to go with it. 
You know what I mean? It's got to be good stuffing, though. Yeah. I don't want none of that extra, like, bullshit that people yeah. put in their stuff. I don't want a bunch of visible, like, white bread cubed up. No. You know what I mean? Give me some corn Like raisins stuffing. or whatever the oh, fuck that hell, shit is. If Have you, you got raisins in your stuffing, you better just yeah. not even talk to me. Dude. Just like, fucking quit just don't, living. Don't, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't make stuffing, at least. Jeez just Louise. quit living. No. <laughs> you're already uh, not living if yeah. you're eating raisins in your stuffing. You're going to bring us all down with you? No. <laughs> no I'm just kidding. No. Um, I don't think I've ever seen raisins and stuffing. Hold on, I gotta Google this now. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, the stuffing. My, the best stuffing with... to me is just like mainly cornbread. Oh, it's apples. Oh hell, that's no, what dude. it is. Don't put apples in it either, man. You're like, why? Why do people do this what shit? The fuck. Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like they should be in prison for life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely un-American, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. This is some stuff they do in like other countries. Yeah, I would assume. Actually, I don't think they celebrate Thanksgiving no, in other countries. Do you think they eat stuffing in other countries? Oh, of course. That's like a, that's got to be a British mainstay, dude. You think? Yeah, like you know, they they eat lots of <laughs> it sounds, birds. It seems British, I guess. Yeah, like I mean, for Christmas they have like a Christmas. Uh, what do they call a, a, a pheasant? You know, like is it? Is that what they do? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hold for on, British people in the chat, hook me up. Yeah, you know? what do British? people eat <laughs> for christmas for christmas yeah they do like boxing day and like all this weird stuff boxing day is that like chris is that what is that it's weird they box each other no it's Sounds like cool you like give people <laughs> gifts like it's like happy boxing day they just fucking whoop each other's ass <laughs> Gets these hands. it's like april fools but instead of jokes you just like surprise attack each other you know oh hold on i gotta see what this person's saying <laughs> give me a second yeah boxing day that sounds fun what do you guys enjoy a good joke i don't know if that's a question I definitely enjoy a good joke. I love a good joke. If you got one posted in the in the chat for us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, so it looks like British people eat Christmas pudding, mince pie. What the fuck pie. is Christmas pudding? Uh, to be honest with you. I, Minced pie, I get it. That's like a meat pie, right? You know, I, I, I think. Mince pies. Um, it's like a meat despite, pie. They're not made of meat. No? Although they once were. Uh, well, what the fuck are they made of? Uh, <laughs> I don't want it anymore. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, so I'm trying to figure out all this stuff. Um, you know, just for the British people out there. Um, I'm sure, the British people already have it figured out. You know. Yeah, yeah. I I just find it weird. You know, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what a mince pie is, and I'm not gonna Google it. But they also do a Sunday roast pigs in a pigs in blankets. Okay, that's a weird thing for Christmas. Like just kolaches. Yeah. You know, I've heard of weirder <laughs> stuff. My mom made like sausage balls when I was growing up. So. That sounds good as fuck, though. Super. Good. Also, your mom o- like always made the best stuff. Dude. Yeah, she makes some good stuff for sure. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Uh... What do we got? Why did Tigger keep looking in the toilet? Uh, he's trying to find poo. Damn! How'd you do it? I'm just, I'm just that good. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It was the try not to laugh challenge. Uh, we didn't laugh, but it's all right. We appreciate it. No, it was, <laughs> it was a, you know, it was a good one. If you got any more, 
Throw them on in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get to them eventually. At the end of the show, we'll just read all your jokes in in one long succession. Yeah. Or he might have been looking for the Yule log, which is another thing that British people eat. (laughs) What is a Yule log? Yule log is also one of the- Can I guess what it is first? Yeah, yeah. Is it like fruitcake? No. Okay. No. Never mind then. (laughs) What is it? (laughs) Chocolate Yule log rollade cake depicts an actual wooden log burnt for Christmas time. It's like chocolate, like some other shit. Oh, dope. So it's like chocolate, like made to look like a burnt up log? Yeah, but it looks like a turd. That's fun. Or at least on Google Images, it does. But yeah. you know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, did you watch the uh, the Squid Game like no, reality show? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna watch it. I haven't watched it yet. Is yeah. it good? It's okay. Um, like I feel like it's like. Um, Is it better or worse than Physical 100? Oh, I love Physical 100. Physical it's 100 hard to, was great. It, they did like it, it's like one for one like like set and everything like the people are staying at and they even start with the red light green light and then oh, okay but they have like little things in between and then they do like this new game that's like a battleship uh like with people standing in the ships and then like all this is it's pretty and people want a bunch of money if they win or something is it yeah over it's, it's literally no they the the 29th they put out the last episodes for this season oh, okay. so there's five out right now five episodes and they're down to like 60 people or something cool. or maybe a little less but it's literally it's just like the show and stuff? yeah well it, then if you've watched the show you kind of know what to expect if i was going on there i would have been studying because i would already expect that's what i'm saying to do, like you know what i mean yeah they even did the little like cut the stuff out and like i bet everybody who watched the show was doing what the fucking old guy was doing are oh yeah, like, yeah. Everybody's they, like, licking, licking it. the cracker and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the thing is, is like it's very like over dramatic. Like I don't know how to explain it. It's like they found all the weirdest people they could find, like possibly. And I mean, it, it's it's filmed in the UK, probably because they want tension among the contestants. Because part of yeah. what makes the show good is like the actual show Squid Game is like the all the tension between the contestants. Yeah, because people can alive. die. You know what now, I mean? Yeah, in this one, nobody can die. It's so much like, lower stakes. You know what I mean? Yeah, so they got to have a way to like emulate that craziness. You know what I mean? By getting crazy ass people who are going to argue with each other. I bet you know. Well, it's really annoying because they all just cry constantly. Like it's literally just like every everybody's crying there's even this guy he's like why dude i don't know <laughs> you know what you're signing up for right like they're not crying but they're crying because like they're getting eliminated and stuff oh, okay and like it's like survivor you know like watching survivor and everybody's like over dramatic and like crying about shit and like but this one they're not even out in the wild they're just like staying in this place and like At least you're not getting blasted by a squid game masked dude you yeah know? yeah exactly but honestly it would soften the blow a little bit you know it's, it's like it's, all right at least i'm not dead you know yeah it's kind of it's kind of cringe like a lot of the times like i'm still gonna watch oh it's worth a watch though <laughs> <laughs> but because we watched it and originally Brittany did not watch hunger Games, so she she's watching this she's all into it but never saw the actual hunger or not hungry squid game oh, i was like wait what <laughs> she never saw the actual squid game because oh, okay like we couldn't get past the uh the the dub or whatever but she was like all right well let's just try it you know again like and then see if we can she wasn't into it not not the original time we tried to watch it i i watched it subbed and then i tried to watch it dubbed with her and she was just like no i can't this is 
terrible, the voice acting. But um, I watched it dubbed. <laughs> I don't know how you did that. I, I enjoyed it. Once you get over it, like it takes a little bit, but like once you get like into it, it yeah, just, it's just good enough. This to is keep the concept. Watching. There are some parts that are just really fucking ruined it, by the dub. Oh, like, it's so bad. Dude. Like the part where he's like, uh, like the fucking. Well, I can, I don't want to spoil anything, but like some parts at the end that are like super action packed probably would have been a lot better in the oh in that's the a, original version. Yeah, watching it like in korean like it feels like you're watching like an anime so like it doesn't feel weird like whenever they're like the only problem is is with anime dubs work because it just works like it, you know it's animated well, yeah, it's easier to sync up the <clears throat> mouth movements mm-hmm. and stuff you and know this one it's like hey that's not what i wanted and it's just like <laughs> a dude like a normal guy talking you're like why why i gotta say though as some like i've been exploring a lot of like foreign content on netflix and stuff yeah most of the time i watch it dubbed okay and, like, half of them are, like, really bad. Like, just, they're not even synced up with the mouth at all. It's just, like, hello, yeah. you know? <laughs> but then, like, the other half are, like, really good. Like, yeah. some you can tell which ones Netflix puts a lot of effort into. <clears throat> like, the ones that they took the time to dub, like, 50 languages into, those usually have a really good dub. Oh, yeah, sure. You know sure. what I mean? Like, it still doesn't work, though. The, I think the problem with the dub is that you can't imitate the sounds of the room like so like whenever you watch well, that's it, what i'm saying some of them do like there's one show on netflix called uh i think marianne or something like mm-hmm. that and it's like a spanish like horror show kind of like house on haunted hill or, or whatever that haunted yeah. hill house or whatever but it's like the spanish version you know what i mean about this chick with like sleep paralysis and fucking it's really good uh but it ends really abruptly so if you start watching it just be aware of that but Fucking the, the dub is excellent. Like, they have all these, like, weird noises because, like, the sleep paralysis demon is, like, all up in her face all the time. And it's like, and it's like, they, they do a good job of, like, you know, reproducing every aspect of, like, the sound. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, <clears throat> and they, they do that in Squid Game, too. But the problem is, is, like, whenever they're in a room that obviously would be echoey and there's no echo from the voice of the person talking, it's, like, really weird. Or, like, like in the very first episode, whenever he runs into the bathroom and the guys are like beating him up or whatever, like in the Korean version, like you can hear it when he talks, like there's like an echo because they're in a bathroom. Yeah. And in the dub version, it just sounds like I'm talking right now. Like yeah. he, he's like, oh, no, why are you doing this to me? You know, and it's just like, uh, <laughs> dude, this is so bad. But like, you know, we were able to get through it. Um, so now we're going to start a <clears throat> second episode, see how it goes. Cool. But anyways, yeah, watch that. And then... um. I think that was that's about it like you know non game wise on things happening yeah i didn't uh let's see i feel like i watched a cool movie but it's escaping me right now so if i think of it i'll let you know yeah yeah for sure let's uh <clears throat> get into currently playing um i uh finished I, I know i said i finished mario wonder last week but i didn't like 100 percent it i'm now officially 100 percented nice. on mario wonder like I'm telling you, the the final level in that game, it's called the final final um, badge marathon or something like that. It's super long. It's one of the hardest levels in any 2D Mario game ever made. Like I'm serious, it's super hard. Like you have to like <clears throat> basically use all the badges. Like so, it, it drops you into a level. You run it with that badge, and like it has all this this stuff set up to work for that badge. Which, like, in this game, the badges are basically different, like, um, abilities. So, like, you'll 
one you're just constantly bouncing like as you're moving and like you can't like stop and stand there it's just constantly bouncing you another one when you jump if you hit r you like uh will like twist up and so like they have all these different things where like you have to like fall and then twist and jump like it'll throw you back onto the level or like a one where when you're crouched it like builds up your your jump and then you can jump really high so like you'll be sliding on these things and then you got to like drop and then immediately crouch as it's sliding you across and then jump up to the next one and like all this stuff and it's back to 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 back all the way to the end and you only get like one checkpoint in between like nine like levels basically oh wow and it's super hard and um but i finally got it down to where i was beating it within like two lives two to three lives and then i kept getting to the end in the very end part you're invisible um so like you're having to like bounce on these like balloons invisible like you can't see your character at all and like somehow you have to get all the way across the thing like that and so i finally figured out like the timing and stuff and uh, like how far i need to press the over to to get the bounces perfect but i get all the way to the end you know and there's a thing you have to get the top of the flagpole for it to count as like a 100 percent complete so like i got all the purple coins i got um you know i get i got uh the the wonder seed or whatever but then i got all the way to the end jumped and i missed the top of the pole by like an inch and it took me like four hours to get there so then like i was like are you fucking kidding me and so i took a break came back went in finished it in three lives but it's because i had started to get the timing down for everything it's like a like a a dark souls boss or whatever you know once you get that down uh finally got it and got everything and then uh you know, so you get a you get some you get the final badge for doing that. It's called the sound off badge. I won't explain what it does because it's not really worth everything to get, but like it's kind of cool. Um, but I don't want to spoil it for whoever's out there doing it. That's cool. That's my that's what I want for Christmas. So I'm uh you know Mario Wonder. Yeah, I'm hoping oh, for uh, around December I'll be playing that shit. It's really fun. Yeah, and uh, another or uh, the other game I played, uh, I got Mario RPG finally the remake. Oh, nice. You yeah. been playing it? I already beat it. Oh, um, wow. Is yeah. it fun? Oh, really good. Um, I've never... Pl- I never... I played the original like a little bit. Yeah, but she didn't like play all no. the way through it. I, when I was a kid, I never played it, played it. Like, I, I like walked yeah. around in it, at, but you know, it was... I heard they like made the fighting a little better in this one, but other than that, it's pretty much the exact same experience as yeah. the original. From what I've what I've heard, it's beat for beat the same game, but like I played all the way through it. I got the... Um, I tried to do a lot of the side quest stuff. Um, I did most of it. I didn't fight the uh the boss from Final Fantasy, the Culex or whatever. Like he was just randomly like in one of the the rooms. <laughs> have you have you seen like you played through Mario RPG as a kid, right? No, I only played a little bit of it. Like I didn't play through the whole thing. Oh, it, it's fun, man. It, it's like a. I actually was meaning to play it recently, but then like the day after I decided I was gonna play it, they announced the remake, and I was like, "Well, fuck it." I'll, oh yeah, dude. I'll just play the remake. Get the remake. It's it's beautiful. It's a, it's a really good game, and it's exactly what I was saying like a long time ago, where I was like, I wish they would make games look like donkey kong country but with like modern graphics yeah it literally looks like they just took donkey kong country and like made it 3d somehow that's cool and it's so cool um because uh, that's a big part of what made super mario rpg so great was like the aesthetic of it all you know what i mean like yep. and it looks like that and it feels alive it feels real um there's a lot of um cool stuff going on it doesn't feel like your typical mario game 
Um, the RPG and the story aspects of it are great. Like it feels like a good Final Fantasy game, like an old school JRPG Final Fantasy That's game. Cool. So um, it's actually made me want to go get Final Fantasy VII and play through it. But um, Final Fantasy VII uh, Integrate remake, inter what is it? Yeah, in Integrate, Integrate or something yeah. is now on PC and for Black Friday. Actually, until Monday. Wait, until no, not Monday. Till tomorrow. It's gonna. It's only thirty dollars, I think, on PC. So I was like, mm. "Is it not on Game Pass?" No, it's not even on Xbox or anything yet. Are you sure? Yeah, no it it never came to to Xbox. Um, really? Oh, that's fifteen that came to Game Pass. Yeah, or, I mean, uh, not Game Pass, Xbox. They yeah. got the original Final Fantasy VII on Game Pass, right? I don't know. One of the Final Fantasies is on Game Pass, like. I don't think so. I could be tripping, but yeah. I, I'm checking my Game Pass app right now. Check the PC Game Pass specifically. Yeah, but that's like um, I, I've been wanting to play Final Fantasy VII, um, but I was reading all the reviews like on Steam for the Intergrade or like Final Fantasy VII remake, and everybody's saying like it changes a lot of the story beats of the original game, and I'm like, well, fuck. Now, no, not really. I mean, like, it's just like a like it's not even a fraction of the original game, you know? What no, I no, mean? no. But it's like I know not, that it's not that much different, really. Like, well, the, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but from the stuff that they were talking about, it definitely changes a lot. And like, it's actually not even supposed to be a sequel, even or a remake. It's a reboot, technically, to the story. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's confusing. But like, I thought it was like beat for beat the same game. Like the same story, but just like modernized, and they made Midgar a lot longer or whatever. But apparently, it's not. Apparently, like the the characters that show up, like um, like they they retroactively made some characters alive again, and like things like that that were supposed to die and things like that. And I'm like, okay, well that's confusing. So which one is canon? And I think in the original game, there were some characters that died that didn't really like. It either didn't explain it or show their death or whatever, you know what I mean? And I think they just kind of like, I don't know, changed that in the new one. But like, I played both recently, you know what I mean? I played Final Fantasy Remake and I played, uh, you know, the original. I didn't play the whole game of the original, but I played the through the Midgar like motorcycle part on the original, you know what I mean? And I didn't find anything to be, like, too egregiously different. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't, like, bother me. The new one didn't anyways. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, apparently the ending changes a lot, too, because of a certain machine that appears. Um, and so, like, they were saying, like, how that affects a lot of the story. Like, I guess we'll see. You know, because the new one's coming pretty soon. I think yeah. uh, I think it's probably going to be less different than everybody thinks. You know, they're probably just making it set up to, like, the story to play out more like, modern to, to make sense better i feel like i feel like seven was good when it came out but like mm -hmm. if you go back and play like the original seven it feels a little convoluted compared to like the you know modern one like oh, the, yeah. the story beats are easier to follow in the new one you know and i think maybe the some of the fluff that got cut out or changed is probably for the better you know oh, that, okay that's just my opinion you know what i mean but like i don't know no, I, I and I'm glad you're saying that because I was like almost like hesitant to even buy it because I was like, well, maybe I should just play through seven. They left the important stuff in there, like cross-dressing cloud. The but important <laughs> stuff. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty much the important stuff. Yeah, and that, that's <laughs> a, every, everybody was saying like it. 
it felt like less of a open world but i'm like the the old one didn't wasn't open no. i mean it's just like it, it's an open like map you walk around on but that's like typical jrpg like classic jrpg where you just like walk around and then fight things to me it doesn't feel any more or less open than the last one the layout is definitely different and it doesn't take you like an hour to walk from point a to point b because there's like a hundred random encounters you know what i mean like you don't have to deal with that anymore which i think is a plus you know what i mean the combat isn't turn-based anymore which is pretty much in my opinion the biggest change you know what i mean like i mean it's a huge like the game is totally different you know what i mean is the combat good it's not, like, great, but it's not, like, bad either, you know what I mean? It's better than, like, 14, or, I mean, 15. Yeah, 15 kind of sucked to me. But the thing is, is, like... I feel like it's better than 15 and maybe, like, slightly worse than 16, <clears throat> you know what I mean? But, like, I don't really yeah. like any of the combat in, in Final Fantasy since they stopped doing turn-based, you know what That's I mean? That's what I was about like, to say. It's, like, really, the game that I want is, like, turn-based. Like, I want to build levels and, like... I think like, there's actually a turn-based mode you can turn on that, really? like, changes the whole game. But, like, I'm not 100% sure about that. If, you if, might, might want to look that up. Yeah, because that sounds awesome. Can I play Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, with turn-based because that would be that would change the game i could be wrong but like i think whenever he brings up the difficulty settings at the beginning of the game like one of the options is like a like a turn-based thing does it say that it says the combat is primarily determined by atb actions and only gives you something to do when the action elements while with the action elements while waiting for the next atb turn and to optimize and make the combat feel more engaging uh, I don't know. Some people like people are like it's literally the same in Seven Remake as in Seven. You're not meant to try and get through encounters without taking damage like you would in a true action game. That's why blocking doesn't negate 100% incoming damage. You're supposed to do exactly as you described in turn-based combat in Seven R. That's not even relevant. Like, like it's yeah, not even about understand. like how the combat functions. It's about like the flow of like playing the game. You yeah. Know? Like with the turn-based game, you can put the controller down, fucking eat a sandwich while you're playing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like- exactly. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> um, yeah. It, it's it's action based to me, but um, okay. So there's not an option. No. Yeah, they didn't even implement one later. Like, how old is that article? Because I think if they did put one in, maybe it came out with Integrate. Hold up, let me see. No, it, that's the thing. This is from like several months ago. Uh, okay, then they probably don't have it in there. No, I might just be tripping. Maybe that was sixteen. I don't. It's know. It's probably sixteen. Maybe it's fifteen. I don't. I don't know. I feel like one of them gave me an option recently, but I don't even know anymore. It says, uh, "I love Seven Remakes Combat because it feels good. It's still tr- strategic, and it allows you to play all of the party members." One thing I know I will miss in. 16 is the party mechanics i don't think i would have liked seven remakes combat as much if i couldn't wallop bad guys with tifa most of the time Hmm. i don't know it's confusing i'm not like and i'm not the biggest jrpg fan honestly um this is the first jrpg i've ever fully beat like i've I've ever sat through which was um, not seven mario rpg yeah and like my whole life, I've played so many JRPGs. I start them and then I just get bored halfway through. This was the first one that I was just like fully engaged the entire time. Then it was like it took me like around fourteen hours to beat. 
but the that's only like one that did that for me was freaking uh, Persona games, man. I, I can't get into like okay, Final Fantasy sixteen. I played the whole game. I fucking hated it, dude. Like <laughs> I really did. Like Final Fantasy seven remake was like okay at best. You know, it was beautiful to look at, and I think that's like the eye candy is what kept me coming back. Same with sixteen, honestly. They're both yeah. gorgeous games, but just very shallow feeling. You know, yeah. like, I don't know, especially if you just got done playing like, you know, The Witcher or Red Dead or something, you know, The Witcher is like, also on sale for like, I think like $15. The Witcher 3 is a fantastic game, dude. There's it it's the world that they've built for that game. Well, not they've built, but like the world that the book, you know, has provided them is so deep and complex and like really interesting. And like the gameplay is really good. Everything about The Witcher is better than Final Fantasy 7 Remake. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you can save 75% on uh, The Witcher 3 right now. You can buy The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt on Steam for the next 15 hours for $9.99 instead of 40 Is that the complete edition? Complete edition is $12.49. You got to get the complete edition. Yeah. The the DLC for The Witcher is like so Blood good. Blood and Wine and all that. Yeah, Hearts of Stone and Blood and Wine. One of them has a really crazy good story. Uh, and one of them adds an entire like section of a map. Like it, it is such a good game, dude. Like fucking, uh, I can't recommend Witcher three enough. Yeah, I mean twelve forty nine for all of it on PC on Steam. The only thing that I have, I've started The Witcher three twice now, and I can never get into it. And like, I don't know if it's because of the high fantasy or what, but like, I just can't. It takes a second, but like, it took me a second to get into it. But you like, once you're into it, once, something will snap, and it's just like, oh my god, this is the best fucking game ever. You know what I mean? I don't know when it happens, but like, I think it's like the monster hunting. Like, you can go take these little contracts and hunt down monsters and do like little mini boss fights. And for me, that's what did it. Like, it was like almost like a Dark Souls experience at that point. You know, yeah. I'm just going around finding sweet monsters and fucking killing them. I don't know, man. I had a lot of fun with it, but I feel like if if you get far enough into it, it'll probably suck you in. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I just have to make it far enough. I feel like that first part is such a drag. It really is. Like, all the way up until... Honestly, it's a drag for like a good five hours. You know what I'm saying? But like, it does pick up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, once it kind of lets you off the leash a little bit, it's it's really fun. Yeah, you know? maybe that's what it is. I just got to get off the leash. <laughs> you got to let me out the cage. No, but um, yeah, I'm I'm interested. I I don't know which one I'm gonna buy. I might buy Witcher three. I might buy seven Intergrade. We'll see what happens. Uh, by I would tomorrow. probably get whatever one's like calling out to you more, but yeah. I think The Witcher Three is like an infinitely better game. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I think <laughs> honestly, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Any game's a better. No, she... no, I was gonna say the fucking Gwent, like the card game in The oh, Witcher yeah. Three, is probably a better game. <laughs> no, I'm damn. Just... <laughs> Um. Yeah. Also, you know, just a little update. Warzone uh, season is coming to an end. I made it to Diamond Two. It's all that matters. Um, you know, I'll forever have been at Diamond 2, and I'll take that. So proud of So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So yeah, I got to throw that update out there. Um, but, yeah, so next week, I think, either next week or the week after the new – no, I think it's next week. The new season starts, and then all the new shit gets added. So um, we'll be back down to Bronze 1. We'll see what happens. 
Dude, I'm nowhere near as good at the new UFC game as I was at the last one, man. I'm I'm not. I used to be like a rank ten, which was, I thought you know it was pretty good. You know, if you see somebody with a rank ten, you're like, oh shit, you know? he's about to kick my ass. I'm like a rank five now. You know what Damn. I mean? Like I went. It's I'm not even nearly as good at this new one, but it's because this, the grappling is so hard, man. They totally changed it, and like I haven't figured it out yet. So like I'll be winning, and then somebody will just tackle me and fucking choke <laughs> me, and then I'm and then it's over. Bunch of uh, what's his name? Um, Nuremberg guys. Yeah, a bunch of <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that guy's name at all, but Khabib. Yeah, Khabib. There Khabib. Yeah. But yeah. Well, let's what have see. you been playing? I've been playing uh this game called Synapse. Oh, I've heard of this. It's a it's a PSVR two game. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's like a roguelite. And basically, it's like it's like Inception. You're like trying to get like deeper into this guy's mind or whatever, and like uh, you're fighting like waves of enemies until you get to the final boss or whatever. It's pretty basic, and it only like you know it's one of those die and retry and power up kind of things. And uh, my only com- I had a lot of fun with it. Like the graphics are really good. It it's in 120 frames per second, which is really nice and smooth. But like. It's reprojected, so there's, like, ghosting sometimes mm-hmm. on, like, the gun and stuff, which is a little weird, you know what I mean? But it's not all the time. Like, it only does it every now and then, but when it does it, it's like, what the fuck is going on? You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> um, but the game itself is really cool and trippy and pretty. My only complaints are that it's, like, basically in black and white the whole game, which is, uh, like, which is kind of like a... Cop out. Well, it's just... It sucks because you, you got this beautiful H... Uh, what's it? Uh hdr screen you know what yeah. i mean and like they don't take advantage of it at all really you know but uh the gameplay itself is a lot of fun my other complaint is that it's just too short like once you finally beat a run it takes about an hour per run you know what i mean and like fucking it's just so easy like once you get powered up enough like yeah. it's they'll increase the difficulty on you you beat the game and they're like oh you've got to go back through but this time it'll be harder but it's really not that much harder because like yeah. <laughs> you're yeah, already super powered you already beat it like when you're like underpowered and then you have like a million power-up points and you power yourself up and it's just like the, the balancing is a little off i wouldn't have mind like having to work for it a little more to beat that first run you know what i mean but at the same time it was a lot of fun. I definitely would give it a solid like eight out of ten. Like the the triggers on the guns are really cool. Like a lot of uh, PSVR two games aren't taking advantage of like the adaptive triggers, which I think is kind of bummer because it's just like it adds so much to the experience in VR specifically. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, this game, if you get shot in the head, your like headset vibrates, so it kind of oh, nice. it kind of like makes you jump a little bit, and like the triggers have like a pull to them so like when you shoot the like pistol gun it like has like a weighty like you know and then when you shoot the like machine gun it like shakes and does all the it feels cool it feels like when it like a time crisis type thing yeah i was gonna say like a light gun game that's really adds that like effect to it which i think is really cool especially as a fan of like those like old school like games with the blowback features and stuff it really it feels like that kind of you know hell yeah but yeah, uh, so I've been playing that, and then I've been playing that UFC game, and then I've been playing Baldur's Gate 3 still. I'm doing my Dark Urge playthrough still, and I'm at the very end of the game, and I am fucking stuck. Or at least I have been for like the past three days, because like the first time I played the game, I just I was like, I had amassed this team of badasses, you know yeah. what I mean? But in the Dark Urge playthrough, like... It's you're, just you. Well, 
I've managed to come up with a team, but they're not nearly as badass because I'm having to settle for all the people that like I didn't kill throughout my playthrough. <laughs> <laughs> the people that were like evil enough to hang with me, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like I've got this team of like not necessarily badasses, you know? And like we're all like working our way towards the final boss right now, but like the first game I just went straight through, like just line drive all the way to the end, just killing everybody on my way. I didn't even summon any of like the allies that it like says you can summon or whatever. I just like straight up fucking long dicked it. But like in this one, fucking I keep trying to do the same thing and just getting mowed down. You know what I mean? So like I'll walk out and just instantly get killed by everybody. So now I'm like, all right, fuck it. I can't, I just can't go that way. Either I go that way and I waste all my powers and health and shit before I get to the final boss or I find a new way. So like now I'm like exploring and I actually like took a wide left and like went around the whole castle and I'm like going up the side and I didn't even realize you could do this. I, d- I thought this was just like a linear section of the game. Like yeah. there's like a whole different like route you can take, like several routes you can take. And the one I took ended up leading you to this door and there's like a whole conversation you have with the people through the door and they like let you through the door. It's like a whole segment of this shit I didn't even know existed. I keep finding things on my second playthrough that are like, whole areas and like scenarios and stuff that i didn't like encounter at all in the first game you know nice when i'm doing things that i did in the first game you know what i mean not even just like when i'm trying to do different shit it's just like because it all like all your choices like up until that point not even just that it's just like the map is so like weird like sometimes you'll just slip down a little fucking like you know pathway and then suddenly you're just in a whole different area you know what i mean Mm. because the map is one of those that's like black until you like walk into it you know what i mean so there's like whole segments of the map that i didn't even realize existed and then i'm just like suddenly like they light up and i'm like whoa okay we're in a whole different place now you know it's such a good game but yeah i honestly i might even start a third playthrough whenever i'm done with this one just because like I've done all the evil shit, and now I'm like, okay, my first game, I didn't really know what I'm doing, you know what I mean? So the sec- the third game, I'm probably going to not be evil, but like try to do, just just make a point to be different, you know? Just yeah, do as yeah, much do different shit. Because in this game, I'm doing as much evil shit as I can. And sometimes the evil thing is like what I did in the first game, but I'm like, for the sake of being as evil as possible, I'm gonna go ahead we're going to do, do it, it again. again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. So anyways, I'm having fun with that. But nice. yeah, that's what I've been playing. Oh, okay. Cool. So, uh, yeah. Well, let's move on to the video game news. Wasn't too much news this week. No, but... most of it was just like Black Friday sales, Cyber yeah. Monday sales. Um, just so you guys know, we are using articles from gaming news sites from around the web, and we do not claim any of the articles as our own. We're simply just bringing them all to one place for your ears. Um, Brent, if you got like Black Friday deal stuff that. I mean, no, by, I don't. I don't have any black. I, I made a point to avoid. Yeah, I was about to say because by the time this goes up, that's all going to be done. No, like, yeah, yeah, y'all missed out. Sorry, yeah, guys. we should have done that last week. But at the same time, that's, I mean, not, that's just not gamer, our thing. You yeah, you already know. Find you it. already know there's some deals going on. If you're listening live right now, it's not too late. You can go yeah. catch a deal right now. Right now, go catch it. Go catch it quick. Yeah, quit listening to us. Catch the deal. Come right back to us. Yeah, you don't even have to stop listening to us. Yeah, you probably just, just catch the deal. Yeah, catch know? it. Dude, it's coming. It's coming. Better catch it. You better catch it. It's going long. No, but, uh, <laughs> all right. You you read off the first one. I have got to pee, uh, oh, podcast that's, people. That's serious, yeah. 
All right, uh, let's see. The Five Nights at Freddy's movie continues to soar at the box office. After another weekend in theaters, it has now earned $136 million in the U.S. and $147 million from international markets for a grand total of $283 million so far. That makes it Bloomhouse's highest grossing movie of all time. The previous record holder was 2016 Split, which earned 278.5 million globally. Uh, some of Bloomhouse's other big recent hits have included Get Out and Halloween, which both earned more than 250 million dollars at the global box office. Uh, Jason Bloom, founder of Bloomhouse, thanked director Emma Tammy and uh, series creator Scott Calthorn. Uh, the cast and crew, the team from Jim Henson's Creature Shop, and the distributor Universal Pictures for helping make the movie a success. So that's pretty cool, man. I mean, a uh, video game movie taking over movies like Get Out and Split, you know, that's pretty impressive. You know what I mean? It really is, um, especially. But, I mean, it's kind of a given with uh, Five Nights at Freddy's just because of how popular the franchise is. You know? But yeah. still, to say, you know, like, other movies with uh, with popular franchises didn't do so well. You know, I think it's the kids that are watching it. It's the it, kids, you yeah. You know what I mean? Well, now they're probably older. They're like teenagers at this point. The kids. It's that... a, I think it's a healthy mix of like modern <laughs> children and like, you know, teenagers that like, you know, were kids. Kids when they watch it, it you yeah. know? But there are still it. kids watching and playing that shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I seize it. I seize it all the time. Seized it with my eyes. <laughs> Seized it. Yeah, it's pretty interesting that. Um, and honestly, there's adults probably going out to see it too, like gamer nerds like us. You know, fucking. I didn't go see it in theaters, but no. Or know. gamer dads. You yeah. know, like people who have kids that are gamers. Yeah. Like they probably get into it because their kids like it, and they're like, "Hey, video games." We can we can do this together. Still, you gotta admit that's pretty impressive. Bloomhouse's highest grossing film of all time. That's insane, dude. By like several million dollars. That's crazy. I bet they're glad they finally put it out. Not like Dude, for sure. Yeah. After that long time, they're probably like, <laughs> We're just gonna cancel this, but it makes you I bet they dip their toes into more like licensed like properties like that after this. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. What's the other Bloomhouse thing that's about to come out? my gosh oh goodness i can't remember oh no no i'm thinking of a24 you know i was thinking of the that movie with zach efron and the guy the the guy from the bear or whatever it's like a wrestling movie Hmm. you seen that no zach efron and like the what's that guy's from the bear Uh, i can't remember you know you know what he looks like the main character guy yeah they're like wrestlers like that sounds terrible. It's, it's like it's based on a real story or something. I don't know, dude. It looks okay. Um, I might have to check it out. Yeah. Anyways, uh, all right. This is uh, some pretty interesting news, I think. Um, if it will load. Here we go. <clears throat> Just as video games overcame toys at the top of Christmas list, physical video games have now fallen away to virtual currency and gaming subscriptions like PlayStation Plus, Xbox Game Pass, and Nintendo Switch Online. As reported by GI.biz, the Entertainment Software Association found that 72% of U.S. children aged 10 to 17 wanted video game-related products for Christmas, but of them, only a small fraction actually wanted physical games. Subscriptions sat at the top spot on letters to Santa, with 39% of children wanting them. Consoles followed at 38%. Accessories... um, Damn it. Accessories at 32% and in-game currency at 29%. The least popular option was the aforementioned physical games, which sat at 22%. Wow. 
new generation, man. These kids don't need no fucking analog shit, man. No, and it, but it's not only that. I think physical like games have gone terribly wrong. Like I got They're Mario. Not really physical games anymore. It's just no. a fucking key. That's it's a all key, it is. and they don't even give you a manual or like any like art or anything. Like yeah, there's I no just, like yeah. No, I right. got Mario RPG. The and like I'm like oh dude, there's got to be something cool in here. Open it. It's literally nothing but the cartridge. Really? Nothing. Not not wow. a manual. Not a little ad. Not even like a fucking like. Here's a little. Uh, I miss that man. Me like, too. It's just an empty fucking case. Like uh, all that plastic is wasted for that one little cartridge, like DS size cartridge. And then not only that, um, same thing with the Super Mario, like uh, you know, the one that's rare now. That it, it had like Super Mario uh, 64, Sunshine, and and yeah. Galaxy on the Switch. There's nothing in there either. It's just the cartridge. Yeah. But the case in the cartridge is worth a lot now. And I'm pretty sure only like two of those games are on the actual cartridge. Like I think you have to download Galaxy. Yep. Which is like <coughs> kind of some fucking bullshit. But at the same time, Nintendo I think is still better about like putting the full game on the cartridge than most people. You yeah. know what I mean? Like most publishers I, <laughs> and shit just don't give a fuck. Like they really don't. Like Nintendo at least makes an effort to like put your full game on the thing because they know it's portable and most people are trying to play it on the go, you know yeah. what I mean? But see my thing is is like if I'm paying for this physical thing, at least throw in a manual. Like, you know, yeah, throw in something like in there cuz I used to love just opening it up and reading the manual even though I don't need it, or like looking at the pictures in the manual yeah. or whatever. Like that's just not a thing anymore. It's just empty cases with a cartridge and that's it. That's what you get. Like whether you buy it physical or not so you might as well just digitally download it it's so weird i mean unless you're getting like the uh like a limited edition you know what i mean and that's and even then you're not getting like a manual you're getting like a like yeah you a get like a case, figure or you know something I mean? in, yeah. a, in a case like you know that's like you could just go buy a figure like like that um yeah i don't know it's just weird I'm, i miss those good old days yeah i'm with you there what else you got let's see okay uh, Bloober team has provided an update on the Silent Hill 2 remakes production. It's going terribly <laughs> wrong. We can't do it. <laughs> the developer said that everything is going according to plan, and then it just needs a bit more time before revealing anything else. Mm. <laughs> on behalf of our development team, we would like to clarify that the production is progressing smoothly and in accordance with our schedule, Bloober team said in a statement. We understand that many players around the world are eagerly anticipating news about the game, and we appreciate your dedication. However... <laughs> they just kill this guy because <laughs> he talks like this. We kindly ask for a bit more patience. Once Konami, as the game's publisher, shares more information, we are confident that the wait will be worthwhile. It's like, guys, just shut up. Like, yeah, you, like, you know, like if you're just like telling everybody that like you can't say anything until Konami fucking says something, like, why even say it? Just don't say it. Like, obviously, Konami's trying to build tension, build hype, dog. Yeah. You know, they're the big dogs. It's like you we're waiting on Konami. Lead. It's like Konami's not saying anything because the game is probably a walking simulator, and they're like, all right, when are you gonna put <laughs> like you know shit in here? Like, when's something gonna happen in this game? But we'll see. I got, I, I've got high hopes here. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying I've got faith because that's just no. That you would just be got a, high That hopes. would just be a lie. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I do think uh, that Layers of Fear remake that came out pretty mm -hmm. recently was like 
really impressive for what it was. You know what I mean? And it, it definitely washed the bad taste of uh, the medium out of my mouth. Yeah. So I'm hoping for the best here. I'm, give, I'm giving it a, a low hope just because if it's good, then I... I just get to jump from there, you know, like I'm just hoping that it's at least like atmospheric enough to be creepy. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't care if the the gunplay is a little shoddy, you know, it is what it is. So literally just make it like, I want it to play by play Resident Evil remake. Like, that's all you got to do. Just go like buy Resident Evil remake, (laughs) make everybody there play it, make the game feel like that. Like, you know, that's all you got to do. Put Silent Hill shit in it. Yeah, put Silent Hill shit in there. Put it in Silent Hill. Boom. You got yourself a game. You know what? Just fuck it. Give it to Capcom. Let them make <laughs> this game. <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, yeah. following rumors and reports that the expansion was delayed, Bungie has officially revealed that Destiny 2's next expansion, The Final Shape, has been pushed back to June 4th, 2024. Mm. Um, I think the most recent expansion they put out kind of got panned. It and, did, uh, yeah. So they're they're kind of like, okay, we got to fucking make this one tight. I mean, I hope The Final Shape is the last part of it, but like... Uh, in, it's got to be. It's called The Final Shape. You they're know? like, nah. But uh, <laughs> in a blog post, Bungie confirmed that it is delaying the expansion, stating it needs, quote-unquote, more time to become exactly what Bungie wants it to be. The expansion was supposed to release on February 27th, uh, 2024. Now it's all the way in June? Honestly, yep. they need to, like, just fucking kill Destiny, dude. You know, that's like, what the shape should be. The final shape. They, they should just like walk in and just fucking nuke the entire game. Like nobody can play it ever again. What they need to do is make Destiny 3, but not call it Destiny 3. It's called Destiny. <laughs> no, fuck Destiny altogether. Destiny. Like, like just have like gunplay, physics, like monsters, whatever. All that same shit from Destiny, but like make it less intimidating to new players because people like me don't want to just like jump into Destiny 2 because like everybody and their mom has been playing Destiny 1 and for 2 10, for 10, 20 yeah. years. And it's, like, it's intimidating, man. It's like either you're the new guy who doesn't fucking hold up his like end of the group or whatever, or you're the fucking new guy who's getting wrecked by everybody yeah. else. Like there's no in between there's no just jumping on and like enjoying yourself with that and yeah my problem is like it's just intimidating you know make a game that's exactly the same but call it something different make it a playstation exclusive because fucking sony owns it i don't know why the fuck sony's over here doing this you know what i mean because they want that money i guess so if you, if you make it exclusive then you're only selling to like one part of the that's why minecraft is still on everything though microsoft owns it it's like you know you know how much money they'd be losing on destiny if they cut out like everybody on xbox everybody on pc everybody like on yeah that's why i'm saying like a whole new thing you yeah. know what i mean i mean but all those people are still gonna want to play destiny you know what i'm saying exactly they're yeah. gonna have to buy a playstation yeah, fucking right. Fucking in this economy, can't even get turkey bacon, bro. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll never let it down. They they had the nerve to go on like on. What are turkey bacon it, prices looking like these days? Like almost five fucking dollars for a pack. Look, I used to get it for two ninety nine. All right, let's just say they went on the news the other day. Our government and said that this was the fourth cheapest Thanksgiving of all time. I'm like, what fucking what? universe do you live in? That what the fuck? When? when? How is it the cheapest? The fourth cheapest. What was the first cheapest? That's what the I want to. The very first, like <laughs> we got that shit for free. <laughs> we took it. <laughs> 
But yeah, I don't know. They're just insane. That literally insane. That's a ridiculous stat. There's no way that's true. It's not true at all. It, yeah. Like I think they're just like sitting around and they're like, "How do we make this look good?" How does it even make sense? Like, why would they think people would believe that? Like, I don't know. Dude. Have they been to the store lately? No. That I'm sure they get their turkey bacon brought to them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's fucking Jamel's Thanksgiving spread is just like <laughs> plates and plates of turkey bacon. <laughs> <laughs> anyways um uh, yeah so that that's the news on destiny's the final shape <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, okay all right uh there are more cowboys and cowgirls checking out the wild west in red dead redemption 2 than ever on pc it's the, the fourth greatest Western <laughs> game. <laughs> Just kidding. The Rockstar game saw over 77,000 players on November 26th. A new high watermark for the uh, open world title focusing on Arthur Morgan. This surge of players seems tied to a Black Friday sale for Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, so yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, this game's been out since 2019 uh, on PC, and even longer yeah. than that on consoles. So like, it's wild that it would hit its all-time high now. But and it's not wild. Don't... It's because they know GTA 6 is coming soon, so everybody's like getting hyped up getting on the Rockstar train. Yeah. That, yeah, that's what it is. And people want to go back and look at all the little details and stuff that they missed. And I'm not gonna lie, I've been playing Red Dead 2, and I had no idea why. I don't even know. Like, I, I didn't tie it to anything. I just want to play a little cowboy poker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're just in there playing poker. I'm just in they're playing poker my only problem with red dead 2 is that you can't save the game after you enter cheats which is some bullshit i'm trying to i'm trying to cheat dog you know what i'm saying i'm trying to cheat why wouldn't you be able to save i've already played the game i've already beat the game now i'm trying to have fun you know what i mean but it's like i can't have fun and save my progress you know that's weird it's very weird no i don't get it i was gonna say i guess i get it but i don't so um the speaking of uh Rockstar, the actor who played Grand Theft Auto V co-protagonist Michael DeSanta was swatted while streaming GTA Online, but has um, defended developer Rockstar Games despite fan outcry to the contrary. Who's who's outcrying Rockstar? Ned Luke received a call while streaming the game on November 23rd that informed him his property was currently being swatted. Swatting is a dangerous harassment technique with ties to the vi- two video games and streamers in particular in which personal information is obtained in emergency services. Usually armed police are called to the person's home. Uh, fans of Luke were quick to call out Rockstar for its alleged failure to protect players' IP addresses while playing GTA Online, but the actor refuted these claims. Quote-unquote, y'all jumping to some large-ass conclusions, Luke said. Uh, this had nothing to do with Rockstar. These assholes leaked my private info years ago and have been doing this shit since. Anyone, Anyone's info is available online if you are sick enough to really want to find it. Swatting has been a persistent issue within the streaming community for several years with the likes of Fortnite world champion Kyle Booga uh, Gearsdorf made victim of it at uh, age just 16. The dangers of swatting have unfortunately been made clear with police killing 28 year old Andrew Finch as the result of a hoax phone call to emergency services in the U.S. in the U.S.'s first fatal swatting incident. So that's crazy. The, The actor who did Michael got swatted. So. Did you see that video of that kid who swatted himself on accident? No. <laughs> what a dumbass. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. It happened. I mean, it, like, if you swat people, you're probably, like, some kind of, like, either just, like, a really dumb young kid that doesn't know, like, repercussions to things, 
or you're just a straight up psychopath. Like there's there's only two options here. Yeah. You're too young to know the repercussions or you should be in prison. Yeah. Like, <laughs> For real though. Away from society. <laughs> but anyways, uh what you got, Brent? All right, let's see what we got here. Uh after incidents involving unauthorized people appearing on stage to disrupt the proceedings at Jeff Keeley's pro- produced shows, uh, the Game Awards will see its security tightened up for this year's event. Keeley, the host and producer of the Game Awards, was asked in a Twitch Q&A livestream if there would be any increased security measures for the show, and he explained that plans were in place to prevent yet another stage invasion. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it says he said, We don't want to talk about that stuff too publicly just because it's security, Keeley said. We definitely have plans, and we're trying to do all we can to keep me safe but also everyone watching the show, the audience, people participating in the show, and everything. But mainly me. But mainly me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Jeff Keeley. Yeah, yeah, so he goes on and on, but, you know, yeah. expect some fucking big-ass dudes and fucking red ropes and shit on the stage this time. Good, because I'm tired of random, like, French people going up. It's always up that same shit. kid, I feel like. No, it was, a, it was a different kid. He looks the same. Is That's that what I was kid? saying. It's kind of messed up to say, but, yeah, they looked exactly the same. Like, and... Uh, the first kid, he got his little five seconds of fame, got what he wanted out of it, and then the next guy was like, "Oh, my turn!" He went up, he got shut down immediately. Nobody gave a fuck about him. Like he didn't <laughs> even get like a YouTube thing or anything. Um, That's sad, dude. Yeah. How do you rush the game awards show stage and not even like you know? That's when you know you've just failed. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, we should rush it and then just like have nothing to say. Like just. No, you got to come prepared. You got to have some Rabbi Bill Clinton shit up your sleeve. You know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> Rabbi Bill Clinton. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the next Call of Duty game set for release in 2024 may be another entry in the Black Ops series of games and set in the Gulf War, according to a new report. Yeah, they always get leaked. As reported by Windows Central, the Treyarch developed next release in the Call of Duty franchise will be a new Black Ops game, though its official name is still being decided internally. It will take place during the Gulf War, additionally touching on the global political fallout after the Cold War. Windows Central describes the approach as having a quote-unquote nuanced narrative focused on different participants in the Gulf War. This largely corroborates similar reports of the Gulf War setting inadvertently leaked by an actor earlier this year. So... Uh, additionally, the report suggests the new game will lean back into more traditional military combat tech and black ops gadgets rather than focusing on the futuristic tech. Some of the more recent call of duty games have embraced. So, um, that's, you know, planned for 2024. Great. Yeah. I don't even know why we even talk about it because it's coming. They keep putting out them call of duty games, man. Never ends. Never ends. Never will. (laughs) (laughs) It will go on. No matter how many fours IGN gives them. No, that that um, you know, it's really interesting to to just see like that the numbers just keep getting bigger and bigger. It, it's like every year, everybody's like, "This is the year that Call of Duty dies," you know, and then they come out and they just sell even more. Like it's the consistency, you know, it's the fact that like some people only play Call of Duty. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's th- fun. And honestly, there's not a lot of other like realistic military shooters that are as good or as polished. You know what I mean? Like. There's like none. I mean, uh, you could claim Battlefield is, but Battlefield's not. There's like, like Battlefield. There's PUBG. There's like, but PUBG's a third person. It, their first person sucks. I'm like, just saying. There's yeah. other options, but none of them are as good. Yeah. You know what I mean? As if you're just looking for like a realistic shooter, you know what I mean? Like 
realistic. Yeah, realistic, you know I mean? dude. Like, no, but you mean you just I mean, mean like, like real guns, like real shooter. world. Yeah. You know, like there are other good shooter games, but it's like Halo and Apex Legends and shit. You know what I mean? And they're yeah. all like set in the future or space or some shit. You know, alien what I mean? guns yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, Call of Duty keeps it grounded technically, but like. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just hard to beat. There's no Medal of Honors anymore. There's no SOCOMs anymore. There's nothing like that. You know, like, so it's either you play Call of Duty or you go play a Battle Royale, you know, and it's like, there's nothing else, or at least in my opinion. I'm sure there's something online. People are like, oh, well, Escape from Tarkov, but that's like completely different. Again, it's the quality, though, yeah. for me. You know, Tarkov is like a good game, but it's just not as like polished up as no. Call of Duty, you know what I mean? And it is more like realistic and semi and shit, you yeah. know what I mean? But it's just it's just a different experience. A whole you know different I mean? thing, yeah. It's like, Call of Duty nails the casual feeling while also nailing the 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 military sim vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, if you, you can take it, you can get as skilled as you want in it, but still have fun even if you're not it's like the modern day Counter Strike, you know what I mean? Like Counter Strike still exists. I know there is a Counter Strike yeah. that just came out, but I mean, like in this, in the respect that it's like a casual shooter that everybody enjoys playing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who plays Counter Strike religiously, like j- just randomly walking into Walmart and like no. talking to people. Counter Strike yeah. was like a yesteryear thing, but like there are still like pro like Counter oh, yeah. Strike is like a pro only thing. It's like fucking Valorant or something. Yeah. Like nobody's just playing Counter Strike for fun. They're out there trying to get some money. Get ranked yeah. and shit. <laughs> yeah. Um anyways, uh what you got, Brent? I think that's it for me. Okay. All right. Um well then I'll go ahead and knock out some of these other ones. Um Amid continued silence from embattled games company Embracer about the status of the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake, developer Saber Interactive is reportedly still soldiering on with the project in some capacity. The KOTOR remake was thought dead after Embracer and Saber Interactive, the developer working on the recently delayed Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine 2, take over following significant... What? Okay. What happened? I have no, hold on, uh, like, am I having a stroke here? Hold on. The KOTOR remake was thought dead after Embracer had, uh, yeah, yeah, after, um, after Embracer had Saber Interactive, the developer working on the recently delayed Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine 2, take over a fish, or following significant trouble at original developer Aspire. Um, or Aspire. Um, a Bloomberg reporter and reputable insider Jason Schreier posted on X to say Saber Interactive is still working on the game, although question marks remain over whether it will ever c- actually come out. We and did a story like a week ago where Saber Interactive directly said they like weren't working. Correct, on the but Jason Schreier is saying he he begs to differ that like he's talked to people there and they're still working on it. But he doesn't know if it's ever going to come out. Like, um, okay. So he said they're still working on the game. All the question marks remain over whether it will ever actually come out, and if it does, what sort of game it will be. So Jason Schreier literally says, "Can't say whether the Kotor remake will ever actually come out, but yes, two people from Saber Interactive tell me they're still on it, despite recent rumors that nobody is working on the game. Saber took the project from Aspire last year. So, um, interesting." It's like it's just back and forth with this thing, hmm. you know. But if if Jason Schreier says it, then it's true. Like I mean, he's he he works for Bloomberg. He's always you know he always tries to be legit when he talks. So well, I hope it does come out. Yeah, 
I don't think it will, but I mean, I do think they are working on it. Maybe it'll get handed to somebody else, though. Mm, maybe they've got the bones of a good game there, and like they lost the license or something, and it'll go turn into like a Sleeping Dogs type situation where they just make a whole new game out of it or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like um, they just make uh, Jade Empire. Dude, that would be totally. That would be fucking tight, dude. I would kill for Jade Empire too. Like, I, I would, I would seriously love that game. And you could do it so tight these days. Like, you, oh, yeah. you could make it fucking turn-based. You could make it, like, just straight-up action game. No matter what you did, you could make it so cool. You know what I mean? Definitely. Um, <clears throat> Jet Force Gemini launches on Nintendo Switch via the Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack subscription service in December. Nintendo has announced Jet Force Gemini is a 1999 third-person shooter developed by Rare for the N64. Um it revolves around a galactic law enforcement team who battles against the insectoid villain Mizar, uh, or Mitzar. In single player, you explore the galaxy, fight hordes of enemies, and save a race of survivors. Multiplayer has deathmatch for two to four players. So I read they're doing like an 18 and up fucking section of the Nintendo Online, and it's going to have like Conker's Bad Fur Day and all that stuff on it. So they haven't confirmed whether Conker's Bad Fur Day would be coming or anything, but a lot of people are speculating that's probably why they're doing the 18 plus yeah. is for games like that. But also, I think GoldenEye's got too many people getting shot for it to be considered like a family game, even though it's rated T. You know what I mean? Like they can't just throw that on there. Yeah. Normal. Same with like Perfect Dark. You couldn't just put that on the fucking. But I don't know if that's coming to the online pack or um, uh, M rated. Hold on, let me see what they're saying. Yeah. Uh. Do, 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 do. Maybe you got to buy it like a game, and it's just got a bunch of shit in it, like a like the rear replay or something. Yeah, I I I think that might just be like for uh. You know, like the store. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. Like, it made it seem like it was uh, going to be an online thing, but I guess that would make more sense. I mean, I th- you might be right. I I heard somebody talking about, it, but I can't find any articles on it, so I don't really know for sure about that. And I, I'm sitting here trying to Google it, and nothing's coming up. So I know it's real though, because I heard people at IGN on a podcast talking about it, but I don't know the, the all deets. the deets on it. We'll talk about it more next week. I'll look up more into it. But um, if they do bring M-rated games to the Switch Online, that would be great because you got Conker's Bad Fur Day, and imagine adding online play to Conker's Bad Fur Day in sixty-four. You know, that'd be really cool. Yeah, which they do with all of these. They add the online play with up to four players or whatever. It would probably be pretty controversial though, because I bet there's a hand like a bunch of kids who just don't have their fucking parental settings turned on or whatever. You know what I mean? And then they're gonna end up playing that shit and. That's yeah. on their that's on their parents. It is for sure, but you know. yeah, and that's probably why they'll add the M rated. Maybe like you'll have to put in your birth date to you know pull that up or whatever to play that game. Um, you know, s- simple stuff like that. But um, yeah, it'll be cool to have the multiplayer in it. You know, it, it, I just Definitely. missed that game. Um, and then uh, let's see, this one's a pretty uh big one here um a london tribunal is allowing a lawsuit that could cost sony up to 7.9 billion dollars to move forward 
the lawsuit, which was filed last year, alleges that Sony is abusing its position as the main seller of digital games on the PlayStation Store by charging a 30% commission to developers and publishers. As a result, the lawsuit claims PlayStation is overcharging customers for digital games and DLC. Isn't a 30% commission what Steam charges? I have no idea. Uh, so it says Sony's lawyers attempted to get the lawsuit thrown out, but the tribunal is allowing it to continue, albeit... Uh, well, hold on. That was Epic's whole thing is that they charge like 12% or something. So it was like, like we come get your shit published by us. And that's why like everybody's like Alan Wake 2 isn't on Steam and all those other games. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. It says, um, uh, oh, Sony's lawyers attempted to get the lawsuit thrown out, but the tribunal is allowing it to continue, albeit with the stipulation that people who made PlayStation Store purchases after the case was filed in 2022 should be removed from the claimant uh, class. Uh, Alex Neal, a consumer right advocate, brought forth the lawsuit. In a website dedicated to the lawsuit, the facts page argues that, quote unquote, since at least August 2016, Quote unquote, Sony has been exploiting its UK customers by charging them too much for PlayStation digital games and in-game content via its control over the entire PlayStation ecosystem. The page reads, calling it anti-competitive. Um, How are they being charged too much? If, I, if it's the know. same price as everywhere else, every other storefront, I don't see how it's too much. Well, hold on, hold on. It says, Neil says uh, that when announcing the lawsuit last year, gaming is now the biggest entertainment industry in the UK. Ahead of TV, video, and music, and many vulnerable people rely on gaming for community and connection. The actions of Sony is costing millions of people who can't afford it, particularly when we're in the midst of a cost of living crisis and the consumer purse is being squeezed like never before it's, it's, it's video like video yeah dog. you can't like make it like uh, it's okay. not like essential for life like no it says the lawsuits reference to the 30 percent commission that sony takes has previously been brought up in other legal challenges most notably in epic's lawsuit against apple where the fortnite maker accused apple of charging an app store tax to anyone who wants to do business however the judge ruled in favor of apple in that one so it's like i don't know how this is gonna go um you know like i just don't i don't think it's I gonna don't hold understand. up are, are they taxing people more than like the state tax or something like what what how is it more expensive like i just don't i don't get it I, d- I don't know like what is xbox charging what is microsoft i charging think they're there? saying that if if you know um sony didn't charge a 30 percent on it then the games would be cheaper because they would have to sell less to make money the developer but i'm it's like they would just sell it for the same price anyways and just make more money for the yeah, developer uh, it's not going to change price like what? i think that's what they're trying to say or whoever this person is um let me see how much does xbox get from devs on the xbox store Microsoft has long employed a revenue sharing model of 70% for creators and 30% for Xbox. Yeah. But but that's like the standard, dude. Like, hold on. It says, but starting August 1st, this was in, yeah, August 1st. So this already happened. It's now 88% for the developers and 12% for Xbox. Oh, so they're modeling after Epic now. Yeah. So they started their model after Steam. They they moved to the Epic model. That's still not outrageous, though. I mean, like, to think that. The PlayStation hasn't moved over to fucking you know fuck that dude like 
Look at the Xbox games. They're doing the the revenue split like fucking, you know, 12% to 88 and the price is exactly the it same. It looks exactly the same. You're not yeah. paying, like, as a consumer, it's not affecting you at all. You know what I mean? As yeah. a developer, you definitely are better off going with Xbox, but I mean, like, you, you can publish on both, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to make more money off of Xbox per person buying it, you know? Yeah, I want to see how much Nintendo makes. Uh... Hmm. I bet Nintendo's greedy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I would believe it, yeah. Um, Nintendo it, games are always so expensive, you know? Like, even the third-party ones, you know? Nintendo takes 30% of okay. a third-party developer's selling price and records this in their accounts at net revenue. So, um, Yeah, okay. Basically, everybody was doing 30%. Now it's just... Epic shook up the industry, though. The fact that Xbox took after that, too, is actually kind of a big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you think about it, like... Even though it was very recent, but like it still like shows that they're like trying to be like, oh look, we're better, you know. But like, I mean, twelve percent, like I'm sure for the devs, that's a for, huge cut. Yeah, that's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, like I mean, that's that's more, more than fifteen percent. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, that, that's pretty awesome um, for them. And I'm at the very least, this will make Sony have to like be like fine we'll lower it or something or at least look bad they're not gonna do shit probably not and they're not even gonna lose this court case you no know what I'm i don't think like, it i think it'll get this thrown guy's out. gonna waste all his time and money going to court against sony's fucking mega lawyers and this is just gonna be like apple versus fucking epic all over yeah. again except for this guy's not gonna have the fucking lawyers that fucking epic has you know what i mean it's just gonna be him yeah. though this is strictly in the uk so like I don't know how it works over there. Like, I don't, you know, like... Oi, bruv, I got this terrible case. Yeah, I feel like over there, they're more, like, case socially, dismissed. like, um, you know, like, woke. Like, here, we're more so, like, you know, fuck you, companies win. But, like, over there, they might be like, yeah, this is this is kind of bad. But, like, even if so... I think even, even if you think about it from, like, a moral, <clears throat> like, perspective, like, yeah. you still arrive at the same, like fucking conclusion and that's that this in no way affects the consumer at the end of the day no you it, know what i mean like, it just affects the developers yeah exactly now so, I mean, like, now, now if now the if developers we, hop in there and they're say, like yeah the, fuck you you get some developers in on this lawsuit maybe we'll have a fucking discussion you know what i mean but like until then you know yeah you're just wasting your breath because you're gonna get that that percentage cut and it's all gonna go to the developers and that's the problem you're never gonna get the developers to get in on this because you don't want to fucking sue the people that are like letting you put your game yeah, on exactly. their store like, <laughs> yeah, it's just a loot. Like you're not you're not gonna win this, you know. Yeah, and you'd have to and go over Nintendo do, as well. If he did somehow win this, it would have to like objectively change the price of video games as the outcome. You know what I mean? Like they would have to set some sort of fucking cap for like how much they can sell a game for or something in the UK. Which it's just like you can't arbitrarily like decide. Okay, you can only sell. Well, technically, I mean that's how it is now. Like. You don't ever see games cost more than sixty nine ninety nine. But that's because I think as a community, like developers have agreed, like, okay, we're not gonna do that. That's yeah. egregious to go past that, you know? And it, even now, like th- this is a new thing, the se- the sixty nine ninety nine. It used to be fifty nine ninety nine. It I still remember. is on PC, you know what I'm saying? But it's like I think as a as a community, like the developers have said, Okay, we, we deserve an extra ten bucks per game and that's fair. I get it, you know, I'm cool with that. Economic inflation, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It makes sense to me. But it's like, I think it's cool that they like have just kind of settled at that. And if you want to buy the more expensive version, they have like the $100 version always, you know, with some kind of stupid bullshit you can get. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I I think it'll be interesting to see how, how far it does not go. 
Um, you know, like I, yeah. I don't think it's gonna get very far no, at all. Me either. But um, hold on, I was trying to bring up one more here. Oh, okay. This is not video game related, but I think it's very interesting. Dave Filoni now has an even greater role within Star Wars, being promoted to chief creative officer at Lucasfilm. This is good news. This when I first read this, I was thinking of uh, Dave Portnoy, the guy who does the pizza reviews on the fucking street. And he's like, one bite, everybody knows the rules. Oh, my God. I, I thought that's who they were talking about at first. I was like, that doesn't make any fucking <laughs> sense. But now that I get it, I'm like, okay. Yeah, so this yeah, this is the guy who created like the Clone Wars um the show or whatever. Rebels, um Ahsoka. He he's like the same level as like Drew Carpishin. Like he was around with the Drew Carpishin working on things like at that time. So I trust this guy like 100% of the way and he you know, he worked on the Mandalorian. Like basically anything he touches has the old like you know, uh, vibe to it. Yeah, it's got the George Lucas feel to it. Good. He even kind of looks like George Lucas after I looked him up. He's got that same like, you know, like a young George. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. And he, you know, he he's a little weird. He wears a cowboy hat and all yeah. that shit. But he's like, he's space cowboy. Yeah, he he was like George Lucas's like you know right hand man. Like whenever it was George Lucas. So yeah. like the fact that he wasn't immediately put in this role like whenever they started making the new trilogy and everything is kind of stupid no, um yeah. like they and they just they wanted to cash in on the the director big names you know what i mean like oh i don't even mean that i mean like as him being set in the role as like the creative guy whenever they put uh what's her name uh, i always forget her name but they they put the lady who like worked on the original Jurassic Park or something as like the the head lady and she knows like literally nothing about Star Wars they were just like here you go you you do this and then it's like it's just been trash ever since like you know it's like it'll be really interesting to see him go back to or like at least put that old feel to it apparently Taiki Watiti or whatever his name is the guy who's supposed to be working on the new trilogy that they're putting out is like going for a fill of the original trilogy. Like he's trying to get, and he did the, uh, Thor, whatever the love and yeah, whatever one. And apparently a lot of people like the way he, he directs things and does it. It so. had a lot of good visuals in Thor. Uh, so I can see, I can see him doing like a, a star Wars thing. That's like a lot of CGI and stuff being really good, you know? Yeah. And I'm, sp- I'm speaking specifically on the, the, like the writing, um, because like apparently his movie was a lot better than the other Thor movies. Like, well, he did, uh, man, Love and Thunder honestly isn't even the best Thor movie he did. The uh, Ragnarok. I oh think yeah, he did, did he do that he, one? He did that one too, and I think that one was even better. Honestly, you know. Yeah. What I mean? But the thing is, he does a good job of like blending comedy and action, and action, which yeah. I think is a good trait to have if you're doing. Uh, if you're doing Wars, like the Han you know? Solo like feel, but you uh, the only thing is, is you got to know when to stop the comedy well and you know you said he did uh mandalorian right i feel like they have a dave pretty... filoni did yeah. yeah i think they have a pretty good blend of uh you know comedy and action and mandalorian you know what i mean oh yeah no, that's what i'm saying it, it's a good mix of it like they know where when to when stop to draw the line yeah yeah like i want to see all the things dave filoni worked on ahsoka star wars rebels what's like the not star wars related shit that he's done has he done anything not star wars ever no he's like always been star wars interesting yeah like um he did uh 
let's see, like, uh, you know, obviously Rebels. Um, he helped with The Force Awakens, like, um, which was the only of the new movies that I enjoyed. Um, which one was that? Is the the very one? first one where, where it was like, oh, I didn't like that one. We got hope that something cool could come out of this. I liked it just because they built out the world and they were like, okay, here's all these characters. We don't know what's going to happen. They're looking for Luke. At the very end, you see Luke standing there with the, you know, the hood on and like, you're like, oh shit. And then it cuts and you're like, all right, so everything is all uphill from here. And then it just went all fucking downhill because he was just like, it, it went to this random director. See, I like, I think the second one is just a better movie all around. You know what I mean? Like, and it's fine on its own, but not as a good movie, like problem, in a trilogy. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it's not very good. Like, okay. Th- my problem is the first movie just fucking is too much of a ripoff, dude. Like, it's literally just the fucking same movie just rehashed from fucking, uh, like, A New Hope. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's just, I don't know, man. Like, at least The Return of the Jedi or whatever, the second one, or like the eighth one, I guess, whatever. Yeah. It's fucking, uh, it's like an original feeling story. You know what I mean? Like, it might not be everybody's favorite, you know what I mean? It might not be the most interesting Star Wars movie ever made, but it doesn't feel like a rehash to me, and I like that, you know? I like the ending. I like how... Oh, I did not like the ending at all. I thought it was cool, you know what I mean? You're talking about where fucking Leia's, like, outside of the ship and then flies back in, and then... No, I'm talking about when Luke, like, fucking tricks everybody with his, like, force projection of himself, and, like, fucking... I thought that was cool. I was like, that was tight. Yeah, I mean, that's cool, but it's, like, still, it's, like, all of this for that. Like, the whole... I think my problem with the movie was, like, how focused on, like, making Leia, like, and and the purple hair lady the main characters. Like, it's, like, no one gives a fuck about these people. They even sent fucking, uh, what's-his-name, off on this whole other adventure to, like, a fucking casino, like... Well, that's because that's the only way you can legitimately call the seventh and eighth movies, like like the seventh and eighth movies is to tie in characters from the original movies because otherwise they don't have fucking shit to do with fucking the old movies you know what i mean like at least not really you know what i mean you got to find a way to like oh han solo is my granddad or it's like uh, fuck you you know but like, it wasn't yeah and, and, and or he wasn't her granddad or not anything. granddad kylo ren han solo was like yeah, kylo yeah. ren's dad or something and it no, was dumb it's fucking... it, no because kylo ren is han solo's son so it's his uncle like um yeah okay either way but, it was they're related somehow and it's like okay fucking who cares you yeah yeah i, mean? I like, don't care about kylo ren either but my thing is is like in that movie it just all went downhill like everything like like my problem is john boyega was supposed to be a jedi that was like it just was supposed to happen they should have had and, the same director do all three movies yeah it, it was absolutely foolish of them to have not only okay at least write all three movies you don't together have to, you yeah. don't have to direct them all but like just write them all yeah. have the same writer write all three i you remember I mean? when they were doing it and they were like each director is going to do their own thing and i'm like how is it a trilogy how is it a trilogy if they're all going to just yeah, do like, their own did shit? Did they all sit down and talk about this? No, like, apparently they know? didn't even like talk to each That's other. They the didn't problem. even read each other. They should have all sat in a room together. Imagine like the creative fucking brilliance that could have came if like all of them had collaborated and like just sat down and made a plan from the very beginning. You know what I mean? No, absolutely not. We can't do that. We can't have good things. But like I, I think <laughs> uh, something, I, I think even like Christopher Nolan was supposedly like helping or like advising on the force awakens like uh, like that's the thing it's like i feel like a lot of people 
don't didn't like the first one in retrospect. And I think the reason why is because all the potential was crushed. I think like even at the time, if you didn't like it, you still had hope that like all of this stuff, all the stories were going to play out, all of the story arcs like for each character were going to become something. And I feel like what happened is is like right when it ended, everything just they were just like, fuck, we don't know what we're doing here. And I literally. OK, my biggest problem with the entire first movie, mm-hmm. like out of everything. Yeah. Is that they rehashed the Death Star plot. Yeah, of course. That was so dumb to me. Like, it was so dumb that that's like a central point in the movie <laughs> story. Like, fuck you guys, dude. We do not need another Death Star. That was such a bad idea. Like, fucking. Oh, yeah. This is a terrible we already one. did that. Like, we already did that. You can't do Death Star 2. Like, fuck that, dude. No, no, I agree. I agree. But this was a bigger Death Star. No, I'm just kidding. No, but <laughs> the, the, like, the, what if there's like a bigger Death Star? No. Like, like, how can we even blame the directors that came next? Like, what? Well, what it's not they- like they saw the first one anyway, so it doesn't matter. But, like, you know, I, I think the problem is is that there was no communication there was no plan they were just like we need money and we want it now like yeah. we just bought this thing they, they thought they could star trek it you know what i'm saying oh and they did they made so much money off of these star wars movies and like but as soon as it's out like honestly disney needs to come out and be like none of this ever happened like all these three movies literally never it was all just never. a fever, dream, just like a fever. Was having, like. yeah <laughs> the, and the news trilogy he wakes up and none of it ever happened and then like they just go from there and like <laughs> they'll be like a galaxy uh, or in a galaxy or, or it just shows him waking up and he's like fuck what a it, crazy dream yeah and then it's like dun, dun, and then like the <laughs> words come down and it, it shows them in a completely different galaxy like and it, it, you know far far away and it's none of that's ever touched on again we don't hear from Luke. We don't hear from anybody. It's just a whole new story. Like, <laughs> you know how mad people would be if they just rebooted it again? Like, they're just like, all right, all that shit was, that was canon again is not canon. It's no legends more. now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going back to the old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, that's all they really can do. But anyways, enough about Star Wars. Let's jump on over to this week's hot releases. Um we got uh, Turok 3 Shadow of Oblivion Remastered coming to everything on November 30th. Uh, Turok 3 is the only Turok I'd never played. Like, Me I didn't either, even right? know there was a third one, um, like, on the N64 until, like, a year ago. But like, What's it coming to? It's coming to everything. They're, oh, like, cool. remastering it. It looks nice, kind of. Uh, like, I haven't read anything about it, so I don't know if there's bad reviews or anything. But um, from what I saw of the gameplay, it looks good. Um and then Batman Arkham Trilogy is coming to Switch finally on December 1st. But if you have a Steam Deck, that means nothing to anybody. And you know? should get a Steam Deck at this point, yeah. dude. You can get the one of the fucking, you can get the cheap model. They still have the LCD, like cheapest LCD model on uh, on the website for like super cheap right now. I think it's like 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like fuck a Steam, I mean fucking Switch, get you yeah. a Steam Deck, dog. Now when the Switch 2 comes out, I don't know. Maybe don't yeah. fuck a switch, but we'll see. But um, and then uh, we got Dragon Quest Monsters: The Dark Prince coming to Switch on December first. That's that like Pokemon like Dragon Quest game where you just you know catch Pokemon, but they're Dragon Quest monsters instead. Okay. So that might be interesting. But that's it. That's all we got for this week's hot releases. Mm, I think we're getting some hot ones next week, probably, huh? Probably next yeah. week. At some point in December, there's going to be a couple cool games, I think. Yeah, uh, and isn't the uh, 
the um the game of the what is it the games the game awards game, game awards is next week oh shit we got to get together for that it's on the seventh we got to right? stream it yeah we'll probably if if you guys are listening we'll be streaming the game awards most likely if we're all off and have yeah the... let me see what day the seventh actually is that's a it's actually a Thursday is it the seventh yeah huh. it's the, December the seventh I may have to see if I can get off work um me too. Yeah, because uh, why is we it a can all Thursday? get off work. We will be streaming the game awards. If not, we won't. Then sorry, we'll be talking about <laughs> it. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be December seventh. So I'm gonna have to talk to uh my people up at the job and be like, yo, is it possible for me yeah. to get this off? Yeah, same here. But um, anyways, let's round out the show with our chat GP trivia from Brent. All right. Just when you thought we were done talking about Star Wars. Alright, Star Wars questions coming at you, okay? These are actually pretty fucking easy. I'm not even going to lie. Some of them are easy. Some of them are not so easy. I mean, I'm probably going to get all of them. Are you sure you don't want to make them a little bit harder? Like, tell it to make them a little harder? Uh, No, trust me. Some of these are a little hard. Some of these aren't. Some of these are. So, you know. Let's see. Get ready. Drop them. Okay. I'm not even going to ask you question seven, because that's just a dumb question. Okay. Okay. Question number one. What planet is the home of Chewbacca? Oh, Kashyyyk. Yeah. Good one. Good one. All right. Question number two. What is the Sith name of Anakin Skywalker? Are you serious? Yeah. Darth Vader. Dar- right. Darth Darth Plagueis. No, oh, oh, yeah, you got it. All right, question number three. Who trained Jedi Master Yoda? Uh, Count Dooku. It says here it's Huang the droid. What? No, it's not. Hold on. Again, okay, everybody listening, keep in mind, this is chat GPT. Who was Yoda's answers, so. master? This is one of the, you know, things about ChatGP trivia. You never know. You never know if we're given real information here. Oh, and I'm so stupid because, uh, like, it was actually um, other way around. Count Dooku was Yoda's oh, okay. Padawan, and that's why. I, okay, my bad, guys. Was it um, was it right? Was ChatGPT correct? Um. It says a member of the Jedi Order took on Yoda as a Padawan when Yoda was young, more than 800 years before the reign of the Galactic Empire. At some point, Yoda's teacher told their apprentice an insightful story about two Jedi named Kung Fu and Chu Wang and uh, taught him how to live in peace. While Yoda eventually became arguably the greatest Jedi Grandmaster in history, the information on his master's identity was lost. Um, So it doesn't... Say well, Chad GPT seems to think that some droid named Huang trained him. So it looks like a guy <laughs> named uh, it says no, Chuang is the story, like the character from uh, the Hugh, Hugh Wong. Uh, it says Jedi Master Naka- Nakata Del Gormo training his apprentice Yoda. It looks ah, like a okay. weird lizard guy. And that's uh, okay, cool. Well, there you go. You know, like I said, some of this you never know with Chad GPT. Yeah, you know what I mean, all right. Question number four. Yeah. What type of droids are C-3PO and R2-D2? Utility droids, right? Or no, hold on. They're specific types of droids, yeah. Specific types. They're both different, you know? They both have different functions. Uh, One of them's a utility droid, right? No. Well, I mean, 
probably in a broader sense, but there's like a specific name for. I think in you're thinking of R two D two. I think yeah. And he he's technically according to this he's an astromech droid. Oh okay yeah yeah that's which makes I'm sense. assuming is probably just a different form like variation of utility droid you know. Yeah I honestly have no idea like the names of like the specific droids. Um, What's C three PO though? He's a homemade robot. No, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, is he like a personal? Ooh, you were close. A person. He's a protocol droid. Oh, pro- I wouldn't have got that. Yeah, I should know these things, but like it's been so long since I played anything Star Wars or got you know read some Star Wars no, stuff. That's okay. All right, question number five. Who said, "quote I find your lack of faith disturbing"? I shouldn't have done it with the voice. <laughs> i don't know if that voice uh oh that's gotta be darth vader yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely like, darth vader took me a second there. <laughs> all right we're not gonna ask six because it's a dumb question seven's also a dumb question uh eight's too easy what's what's the seven or what's the six and seven what's so dumb about them you want the dumb ones real quick sure what's the name of han solo's ship oh the Sorrential Falcon. No, I'm just you kidding. You got no. it. <laughs> okay, no, this one's really dumb. Question number seven. What species is Yoda? And this is, keep in mind, ChatGPT's information only goes up to 2021. So if at some point during the Mandalorian, they actually did reveal the species of Yoda, fucking ChatGPT would be completely unaware of it. Yeah, so I don't know. It says... Yoda is a member of the species known as the Yoda's species. <laughs> wow, thank you. Like, yeah, no. That's why that one was going to get axed. Yeah, he's a Grogu, dude. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever the fuck. Question eight is also too stupid to read. Uh, question nine. Let's see. Okay. What are the small scavenger creatures in The Force Awakens? Wait, in The Force Awakens? Yeah, the little cute guys with the big old eyes. I don't, I don't remember those guys. I, this is from the new trilogy mm-hmm. stuff, so I don't know. Like, are you talking about from like the old ones too, like the ones with little hoods on and like? No, no, no. Okay. No, those are Ewoks. No, not not the Ewoks. The, J- oh, the Jawas. Jawas. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That's what I was thinking you were talking about. I no. have no idea what you're even talking about with these. Apparently, these are called Porgs. Oh, the little the cute, little cute things. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would have got that if I would have known what you were talking about. I was thinking of Jawas. <laughs> like, I, I honestly had no idea what you were fucking talking about. Okay, last one's really easy. What do Jedi's use to power their lightsabers? Oh, uh, kyber crystals. You got it. Yeah. All right, you got most of them. Good job. Sweet Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but remember guys you've been listening to game speak podcast courtesy of gamespeakpodcast.com the show posts for free every wednesday on all podcast platforms but you can watch it live before anyone else on twitch.tv slash podcast every monday evening at 7 50 p.m cst be sure to join us in the rest of the game speak community at dsc.gg slash podcast check out our other video content on youtube and if you want to stay up to date with your boys you can find us by our names on facebook and check out the game speak podcast instagram until next time listeners Later!